My grandson, at nearly eight months, is beginning to move around. It's not the classic crawl with a baby moving on all fours, but movement where the tummy stays flat against the ground and his outstretched arms and legs propel him forward. So now his parents are having to keep a good lookout so that he doesn't get into mischief or danger. And, uh, and undoubtedly, the faster he gets, the more they will have to chase after him. As, of course, is normal for all parents of young children. And for all parents and carers, there will be many more years of chasing after and pursuing their children in love, both physically and otherwise. And although when our children grow up, we have to let go of them, Ideally, a good parent or carer will still be around for them when they need us. Usually, it is only many, many years later when the roles may be reversed, when the children may ch need to chase after their parents, sometimes literally, but also in terms of general care as they become more frail. So today, as Jeff mentioned, we start a new sermon series it's the opposite of the previous one. Instead of our pursuit of God, we are looking at God's pursuit of us. In our reading today, we heard that Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Yes, we have to pursue the Lord, to earnestly seek him and go on seeking him. But just as a parent chases after their child, usually many years before the child has to keep an eye out for their parents, so Jesus was pursuing us in love well before we even gave him a single thought. How amazing is that? And today, I have been especially asked to preach on how God pursues us with the offer of friendship. I want to begin to unpack a little bit more of what this really means. How is Jesus' friendship different from human friendship? How may it be similar but much better? And also, dare we ask, in what ways may this picture of friendship, as it may sometimes be presented by Christians, seem trite and even unhelpful? And can we and how do we turn that to something positive? This hasn't been particularly easy to pray, but we will pray now that the Holy Spirit will come and speak to us. Lord, we thank you that you pursue us in love. We thank you you pursue us in friendship. And we pray you speak to us. Help, help us to have open ears, open hearts to you. Amen. So Jesus says in this reading at St. John's Gospel that he invites us and runs after us, looking and longing to be our friends. For some of us, we may have heard this so many times that we may actually have think, well, I know about that, and be a bit dull to it. But just think, Jesus, our Lord and Master, the holy and awesome God, who is eternal and, and omnipotent and the amazing creator of the universe, this God wants us to be his friends. He invites us to this stunning level of personal interaction with him. 
No other religion offers this. We are not to be like slaves who just do as they are told and have no relationship or friendship with their master but true friends. In the Old Testament, only Abraham and Moses are definitely called friends of God. Though we do read in Psalm 25 that the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him and he makes known to them his covenant. This, this verse in Psalm 25 seems to foreshadow what we read here in John's Gospel, that this invitation to be God's friends is extended to all obedient believers. What a privilege. We don't deserve this friendship, but because Jesus uniquely died on the cross for us, shed his blood for us, rose from the dead, then all sin, wrongdoing and wrong thinking has been wiped away if we come to him. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing to prevent an ongoing friendship between us and Jesus as long as we remain obedient to him. But before I go any further, I would like you, I want to go around now and ask you, what do you look for in a friend? Anyone would like to answer that one? What do you look for in a friend, Jack? Uh, their personality. Their personality. What sort of personality would you want? Uh, friendly. Friendly. Lovely. Anyone else? What would you look for in a friend? Loyalty. Loyalty. <coughs> Honesty. Yeah, that's a great one. Honesty. Any others? Kindness. Kindness. Trust. Wonderful. Any more? Um, thankful. Pardon? Thankful. Thankful, yes. Grateful, thankful, yes. Not a whingy old person, yeah. Great. Lovely. So, and all these characteristics that we would look for in a human friend, we also find directly or indirectly in Jesus. I'll say what I mean by indirectly in a bit. Jesus is kind, he's generous, he's honest, he's thoughtful, he's positive. And Jesus has our back. He believes in us so much that he died for us and pleads for us and prays for us at the throne of God the Father Almighty. Many of us here might die for a few very close loved ones, but would we die for everyone and anybody? No, we wouldn't. But Jesus did. That's a pretty good friend. A friend will believe the best about us. Jesus, as our friend, so much more believes the best about us and doesn't hold on to the mistakes from the past. Listen out. We need to listen out for God's encouragement for us as his beloved children. And a very, very good friend where there's real trust might also be able to show us gently where we have got it wrong. Jesus also does this, but so that we can go grow in righteousness and goodness. 
A friend shares secrets and confidences, confidences because they trust you. David was always pouring out his troubles and joys and thankfulness to God. And we can do the same to our friend Jesus. Often it can be good to write them down. Write down the hard things, the things we're angry or sad about. The good things, the things we're thankful about. And in the stillness afterwards, the Holy Spirit may bring to you a mind, a verse from scripture as Jesus speaks back. Or a picture or a deep peace because Jesus is there for us. And the reverse is also true. Jesus wants to share secrets about himself with us. And so this is why worship and prayer and Bible study and just waiting on God are so important. Giving him time to speak to us. Friendship has to be two-way. Isn't it irritating when someone always talks on and on and on about themselves and forget to ask you how you are? Let's not be like this with Jesus. And let's be prepared for God to speak when we're not expecting it. He likes to surprise us. Jesus, as a brilliant friend, weeps when we weep and laughs when we laugh. He is the God of great consolation, but also wants to spend fun times with us. I mean, see what a sense of humour God has made. He created camels and hippos and sloths and giraffes. I mean, what amazing humour God has. And see all the funny things young children do and say again. What well, again, what humour God has. What fun. There is fun and laughter in friendship with Jesus. And he can be an exciting friend, never a boring friend. As we said, he can often surprise us in his love. One thing I miss most about the friendship of my mother is that she was interested in small details, especially relating to family life. Details that would probably bore other people. Jesus, though, as a friend, is interested in the smallest details of our lives. We can chat to him in prayer about anything and he won't get bored. Have you ever found him helping you with very small things when you're shopping at work in the home? Remember one day I was thinking, because I love more than moorland heather. I love that colour thinking, I'd love a dress that reminds me of Moorland Heather. And later that day, I walked past the shop, and there was a dress that's that colour of Heather in the window, exactly my size. Thank you, God. He's interested in everything. And there are so many other ways we could mention that Jesus wishes to be our friend and to pursue us with friendship. And we can look at this further in home groups and share our own experiences. But perhaps we also need to have a reality check here. Maybe, maybe some of us who at the moment are thinking, this sounds very nice, but you may. But uh, I'm not experiencing this right now. You may think that God, as a friend, feels far away. Far away. Some of us may even feel that Jesus has let us down as our friend. And it's okay to say that, of course. God is used to this. In the Psalms, there is full of questions 
questioning, are full of questions to God. And we need to allow others to say that this friendship, sometimes seen of Jesus, seems unreal, if it is true. Without, we need to allow people to say that without judgment or some superior response. And we will all have times when we feel closer to God than, than, than other times. I don't have any pat answers here, but we talked about honesty, and that's really important. And honesty is a good place to start. When we are honest with God, it's so much easier for us to draw closer to him and for Jesus to show us his friendship anew. So let's pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will have a fresh knowledge of Jesus' friendship. And meanwhile, we can't just go by feelings, of course. Jesus pursues us with his friendship. He is there and listening to us, whether we feel it or not. Perhaps it's also true that we can be a bit insensitive at some times in throwing the Jesus is my friend slogan around. It is good that little Freddy in the play, playground with no one to play with can know that he can talk to Jesus as his friend. But surely he also needs another friend or two to play with. It is good that we can talk to Jesus as our friend, but we also need human contact. God makes it clear right from the beginning in Genesis that he doesn't want us to be lonely. But there are many lonely people in our community, and maybe here even in our church, Sunday can, in particular can be a challenge for those on their own. For us to say Jesus is your friend and leave it at that is perhaps sometimes a little bit lazy and inappropriate. For we are Jesus' body here on earth and are called to show friendship to others. It, has, it can be how Jesus shows us friendship indirectly through us human beings here on earth. The wonderful lines from Les Miserables are so pertinent here. To love another person is to see the face of God. God thus is thus encouraging us to show Jesus' friendship by extending friendship to others. C.S. Lewis identifies four types of loving friendship, the love between a married couple, the love between family members, the love and friendship between close friends, and the agape love, which is selfless, unconditional love for all those we meet. Let's ask for a fresh touch from God to help us renew our commitment to loving friendship and all these areas here that are appropriate to us. In one of the Parenting for Faith videos, uh, Rachel Turner, the speaker, children's worker, points out that saying Jesus is my buddy could lead to a selfish type of faith for any of us who's seeing what we can get out of it. What goodies can I get from my friend Jesus, my buddy Jesus today? And yes, indeed, he wants to bless us abundantly. But Jesus calls us to go into a friendship with him, to follow him, 
and see where he is working in the church, the community, in the world. And to outward looking and finding out where we can respond individually and together to the huge needs around us. Where is God calling you to walk and work in friendship with Jesus? Is it something new or something you're already doing but just need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit? What a privilege, what an honour to work hand in hand with Jesus, our older brother and friend. And Jesus will continue to hold out his hand of friendship to us again and again. Until one day when we hover on that thin place, at that thin place between this life and the next, Jesus will come to meet us one final time, arms outstretched, and, I'll hold, and we'll hold our hands tightly and walk with us through the shadows into eternity. Tomorrow, we celebrate dear Jeff Batten's life and thank the Lord that two weeks ago, Jesus came and did just that and reached out his arms and holding Jeff's hand, they walked together into eternity. Praise God. We can thank the Lord that his friendship is forever and that he loves us with an everlasting love. I'm going to pray now and then we're going to listen for about five minutes with some song. It's called Dear Child. It just came out on YouTube this week and it was straight from the Lord given to Mary Watson, Mary and Sue's younger daughter and sung by a friend of hers. And that will be a time for us just to dwell in this loving friendship of Jesus. So, Father God, we just, and Jesus, we thank you for pursuing us in love. We thank you that you were pursuing us in love and with friendship before we even knew anything about you. We thank you for the many, many, many qualities of your friendship. And we pray you would touch us and we will know and look out for this more and more in our everyday lives. We thank you that it was a friendship that went to the cross and died for us so that we could have this friendship in the first place. And we thank you, Jesus, that you hold our, your hands to us and ask us to work with you in friendship, in the community, in our homes, in our work, and uh, in other places in the world you might take us, Lord and help us to be willing to work as your friends with you until, hand in hand, like Jeff, we walk into eternity to be in your presence forevermore. Amen. <laughs>